Those around us need to hear our testimony, our neighbors, our family, and our friends. But what do you do with those you disagree with? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast, where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer your questions submitted every other week. I'm your host, Danielle Flood. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. last episode of the season. I'm joined by Jackie Allen and Cornelius Hawkins here at McGregor. Thanks guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, I know that's not your first time on a McGregor podcast, but it's my first time to have you here. And I'm grateful for this conversation today. But as we get started, let me offer a prayer to the Lord. Okay. Dear God, we are so amazed with all that you're doing through our church, through our lives, and how you're inspiring people to be part of building your kingdom. We thank you for all that you've made possible through the podcast, through all of our guests, all of our topics. And I pray today that as we wrap this up, you would be honored and glorified, that your word would go forth, and that everything that we've put into this would be um, our worship, our action, our faith, um, trusting you, to do with it what you will. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So our question today, how do I love those that I disagree with? I thought of you guys for this discussion for one of the ministries that you're involved in, and we'll hear more about that in a little bit, but let's get to know you. I'd love to hear some of your stories. We didn't flip a coin. Jackie, do you wanna go first? I'll go first. Okay. Thanks for having me here today. my name is Jackie Allen, and I've been at McGregor for since 1980. Wonderful. And uh, and Pastor Holbrook, I know you said you had him on earlier. That he was led me to the Lord. Okay. He's the one who baptized me. He, uh, he was on. Uh, I saw his commercial on one on TV, and he said, "I don't care if you're black, white, red, or yellow. Come down and have a cup of coffee with me." Oh wow! So it's been history. I've been here ever since. But I also, uh, and I was baptized on a, at the old church. Okay. And so, but um, I'm retired from Lee County uh, for, uh, retired in 2016. And I'm married. My wife is Darlene Allen for over 39 years. And mm-hmm. she's a member here at the church. And uh, I have uh, two, two boys and a, a daughter. And they grew up here in the church also. And. My oldest boy is, lives in Tennessee, he's in the Marcel Allen, and he's a truck driver. And my next, the middle kid is Nate, Nate Allen. He's a retired football player, and now he works at Collier County, uh, North Collier Fire Department, and they all grew up here in the church, grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey, Kelsey is my youngest girl, youngest yeah. daughter, well, my youngest child. Uh-huh. And... Um, She's uh, teaches at ECS and she graduated from FGCU. Now she's working on a master's in school counseling. Wonderful. So, uh, and I have t- uh, four lovely grand grandkids. That's amazing. One boy and three girls. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Hi, my name is Cornelius Hawkins. Uh, 
I actually grew up in uh, the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Okay. And um, I've been at McGregor Baptist Church uh, since the 90s. Um, I am married to my lovely wife of Johnny Mae Hawkins for 21 years. Uh, we have uh, raised five girls uh, in, at McGregor Baptist Church. Uh, this is the only church that uh, has become my home, and I'm just so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to serve the church and the body of Christ. Yeah, and I love your legacy, your testimony of your families. I've seen you around, and you know it's hard when you're serving in different ministries to know who goes with who. And I've known your wife for a long time and yeah. I didn't know that you guys were married. So <laughs> it's fun to to serve the Lord together and then find out Amen. things I, like that. And I got one to share on that too. When the first time I saw Johnny May, when I first saw them here, uh, she would get, we'd be singing a, singing, a, singing a song in the choir. Mm -hmm. And she, as before she joined the choir. Okay. And she'd be sitting down there in the middle and she'd get, she'd get excited. Uh -huh. So I said, wow, she's really feeling the spirit. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up in the choir, uh -huh. both of them. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about your ministry, what you're passionate about right now. You want to see? I'm really, uh, I'm involved in uh, several different ministries throughout the church, but uh, one of the ministries that I'm really compassionate about is the prison ministry, also the jail ministry. Um, I believe those uh, two ministries are opportunity to share God's grace with those that uh, some of the world really uh, figures that they should not uh, hear the word of God. Mm. And I pray uh, that these men accept Christ as their personal savior and their lives are being changed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we're we're really seeing God work, changing lives mm. in the ministry. Yeah, sometimes God takes people to their lowest and says, "This is, you know, this is where I've where I have hope for you." Um, our question today is, "How do I love those who I disagree with?" And that that is one. Place. You know, you can disagree why people are in there or choices they've made in their lives, but you're going into the prison, serving and loving on them. Um, what are some ways that you've seen that work, seeing God's love flow through you to, to men you've ministered to? Well, over the years, I've, I've seen uh, men's life being changed. Uh, all men are one day going to get out one day, and mm -hmm. when you... Uh, see the transformation in their lives, the way that they used to think, and now how they're changing, how they have more hope because of us giving them the opportunity to accept Christ, mm. which is the only answer to all their problems. And and um, other other um, programs are important. The A programs are not kind of anonymous, but the life of Christ is the only one that would change the heart of a man. Yeah. And that's really what we focus on. Right. Yes. What about you? He tells us to love one another. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just, that's his command. Mm -hmm. And we have to do that. And if you, in our ministry, if we, we're just preaching the gospel and, and that's what's changing lives. Mm -hmm. and, and it, God's word never comes back void. Mm -hmm. So it's, it speaks for itself. Right. Well, it's easy to love those that you have things in common with, you know, like your friends, family, some people that, um, you know, maybe you agree with politically. But if there are others, we were just talking about maybe our neighborhoods or in Bible study, people that, you know, we don't 
have similar topics, um, maybe different life stories, different worldviews. How can you, what is your advice to someone who's saying like, I don't know that God's calling me to serve them. I'm, you know. Well, I'm going to use, like, you know, how do we love those who we disagree with? I'm going to use my family, my brother, Mm. as an example. You know, he's going to be with the Lord now, but he was living a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, and um, we still love each other, but we can disagree. And that's one thing about that we have to learn to do is love, still love, mm-hmm. but you can disagree, you know? And so it's, and that's, and that's, um, that comes from the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a different type of love that, that we have as a believer. But, you know, somebody that doesn't know Christ, they, they wouldn't understand that. Right. But it's a different type of love that we give, a power that we have that we can love and still we can disagree, but we don't let the sun go down on it. Mm. You know, it's just always in on a good note. Amen. Instead of quarreling. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about disagreeing with, you know, don't let the sun go down in your anger, thinking about like your spouse. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you have different opinions or right. thought process. Um, you know, in my family, we did not talk about religion. It's one of those things. No one liked to, to bring it up um, or politics, the challenges there. Um, but I think that when you're in the prison, if someone said, you know, I'm going to follow Jesus because he's going to fix this or he's going to um, bless me with a lot of money. What, what do you say to people who respond thinking that God is going to do something that he doesn't promise in the Bible? Well, I, I, well personally, I kind of believe that um, all lives um, matter. And the importance of a, a person to grow in Christ, that they have to understand that uh, God um, looks at the heart and not the outer part. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that the Bible talks about is that God searches the heart of a man. Mm-hmm. So even though that sometimes a person might think that he's uh, getting away with something, that uh, eventually it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So we just always want to give them the, the tools and to know that there's another avenue to go instead of the avenue that you were taught as growing up. Yeah. That is to be honest, to be loving, is to be truthful. And all these things, it just has to be changed because the world uh, teaches us a different way. Yeah. Do you find that people feel like, you know, the government owes them something or community owes them something or, you know? Um. You, you have those, you know, there's a, you know, we live in a world with a lot of, with our own opinions and, and, and we have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Until you really recognize uh, what you've done wrong, that's when the beginning process, the healing process begins. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to really focus on is changing the, the past behavior. Mm. Because what you, what, what you just asked a while ago, we have a, we had a, we have a young inmate that mm-hmm. said the same thing one time he came and he was saying that uh, I know you guys are talking about love 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 but in this prison in here 
they ain't, we 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 can't it it don't fly like that mm-hmm. you know and I, I just said I said look here young man if you can't change in here you're not going to change outside mm. but he's acting like that when he get out of prison then he's going to give it a try mm. I says if you can't change in prison here you ain't going to change because the reason why you're here and I was throwing scripture at him I told him you need to read Psalm 46, chapter 10, when God told you to be still and know that I'm God. Mm. And, and after I, we, I showed him scripture and we was reading that, and I said, man, you're here for a reason. Because mm. if you can't change here, you ain't going to change out there because you're in the free world. That's the jungle out there in the real world. This ain't the real world. God put you here to make you be still and know that who's in charge. Hmm. And you're here in this service for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we have a lot of it's so like that. It's so challenging because I think most of our church family, most of the people, we, we don't know what prison's like, you know, or the various jails or that mental space of what it takes to get there and then want want help or to seek the Lord. But the Bible tells us, you know, Psalms is full of the laments of people who are at their their lowest or, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a hard place, not seeing any way out. And I think of that when, you know, I'm part of a ministry where we mentor moms and they're they're stuck. There's there's no way out, you know, and they're looking for freedom, and they're looking for something to change, and they don't know that it's. It's them looking for the Lord. And I, I, you mentioned that, like, you know, they're looking for a number of different things, but really what it is, is, is they need God. Yes. So in your personal Bible study, how do you prepare to go and serve these men? What do you lean on for direction or guidance? First of all, prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I always pray before we go in. And... Um, just ask for God's direction and leadership and speak through us because it's not about us. It's about Him. And it's, and it's, it's amazing the way he is, the Holy Spirit works. It's just if you're sharing the gospel, mm. it, it's, take care of itself, His Word. And that's all we can do. That's right. And just share the gospel from His Word. Mm-hmm. Have you had opportunities to disciple and walk with people as they've followed Jesus? Yes. Well, we, it's a short story. Um, it's this inmate in there named Robert that when me and Cornelius was talking to, and uh, he was uh, Jewish, was it Jew? mm-hmm. Jewish, something like that, and, uh, but he was telling us to tell the church to pray for him. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, it, and then Cornelius said, okay, well, but then he go, not yet. I don't, I don't, wait, till I, wait till I get ready. And I go, now is the time. Yeah. There's no, there's no other time. And so this young man was struggling with his, he was struggling. He was really, had some demons that he was dealing with in there. And what do you think he meant by not ready yet? That he was calling himself, he had already, he was, He's a, a, a he's a believer. Okay. He just done strayed. Okay. Got off the wrong track mm-hmm. because once 
you saved. You know, mm-hmm. he was he's a believer and he was just thinking that he was battling God. He was trying to like he thought he knew everything. Mm. So God had to to deal with him. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit was dealing with him at that time because he came to every service mm. and he sit back in the back. And we knew that he was listening. So this one time he came up and just said, pray for me. And we, I said, okay, we're going to sit here and we're going to pray. Yeah. And so we prayed. And lo and behold, what, a couple of weeks later, he, uh, he was praising God. Yes. That's amazing. You know, and it's just, that's what I mean, how you see the Lord works. Right. When you step aside, it ain't about us. It's about him. Yeah. And this young man just, he was pretty much in tears. We see grown men just, God open their hearts up. And these guys are tough guys. What right. do you think they were? Right. But they're men. And they just cries. Just, and we're just there to share the gospel with them, right. God's word. Isn't it amazing that our obedience is to share, and it's God's work that does it. You know, we can't coerce, you can't talk to a group of men and say, this is how, you know, this is what's supposed to happen. But that when God works on people's hearts, it's amazing to see that power to change. Right. Um, What do you think the church should be doing more of in our community, whether it's, you know, preventing some of this or serving or serving in the prison? What do you think? Well, I know the church is supposed to be the outreach. We're supposed to reach out to the community. Yeah. And long as I've been here, McGregor, McGregor has very has a great outreach program. You know, they. It, it wouldn't be the way it is if it wasn't. It, it's just God says, multiply, prosper. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always tell people, even our guys that. We've talked to in the jail, and they have seen our church. I yeah. said, "Yeah, it's huge, but it's small. It's you know, it's it's just big. But you, it's a small church, man. Everybody loves everybody, and does great for the community. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just, it's just that I know that our church has always been involved mm-hmm. in the communities and." And outreach. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. I hear that, you know, you're recruiting more people to come to the prison ministry. Yes. I think it'd be amazing to keep sharing the gospel in those hard places. Um, Cornelius, did you have a thought? Yeah, I was just going to say that um, as far as uh, McGregor goes, that there's no words that I can pretty much explain about the love and unconditional love that McGregor Baptist Church uh, offers to the community. Mm. And I, I, I just believe that everyone is called to different ministries. And um, once you step out in faith, then God will do the rest. And he's just looking. A lot of us are called, but few are chosen. And when he calls, you just have to be sure that you uh, listen to his word and take the lead. Yeah, it's true. Go. Would you have thought 10 years ago? I mean, I don't remember how long you've been doing this, but th- this would be your main ministry. Like, No, I've been going uh, involved in the prison since about 2007. Okay. And Jackie's been, he's been going a long time. What, about, 
what I say, <laughs> ten years now, at least. At least. And 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 all that time he was trying to get me to join. Yeah. But I was I was uh, to do it, and I was uh, coaching basketball, and I and you know what I look, you know what I, I tell what I tell my wife in there. I say, you know what, by me coaching, I think that that was the way the Lord was preparing me for this, because I was dealing with young men, football players, and I. And I always had my Bible study. We always read, and and my one short another short story. I, I love stories. Remember, have you ever heard of Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames? Mm-hmm. You ever heard that that play yeah. over at First Assembly they used to do? So one night I took my whole basketball team, me and my brother-in-law, and after that play, my whole squad went up wow. and and, wow. and rededicated their lives. I'm talking about that place, it frightened them mm. because it was more, it was real. Yeah. And them kids could realize that was their life mm-hmm. because that's a good play. And to, to the, this day, I can see some of my former players mm-hmm. and they taking their kids to see that play. Wow. And it's like, awesome. and it, it, it brings tears to my eyes. It makes, when they be telling me this story, because you never know who you touch. That's right. You know? Yeah. At that time. So who in your life was the greatest example of how to love others? Well, it has to be the Lord Jesus Christ as our example. Okay, second example. Second example. <laughs> second example um, I, I really can't say anyone particular, mm-hmm. you know, personally, is because um, all of us are flawed. Oh, sure. And all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, and we have all sinned. So I have to always uh, look focus on what Christ has done in order to be that example. And he was out there in the fields, uh, you know, with sinners and and uh, the drunkards and mm-hmm. the killers, and he still was a witness to them. And I feel that uh, I've been called to walk in the same foot feet as, as Christ. Absolutely. And I shouldn't have put you on the spot. You're right. Jesus is the best example. Amen. And he is. He is yeah. the best example. But I, I, but he, he also put someone earthly here, too. Mm-hmm. to help you walk and uh, to uh, to get close to him. Sure. And it was my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm using my wife as an example because, you know, I was a rebel before I met Pastor Hope, before Pastor Holbrook, you know, but mm-hmm. I was always seeking. Yeah. I was always seeking in my life, you know, because I was raised in the church, but I wasn't, it had to be been me. It, 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 God had to make me have that experience. Yep. You know, so, so the my wife was just like she taught me before because she used to, you know, I'm six seven, six eight, right? And I go in a restaurant and people just be staring, you know, like, you know. She said, Jackie, don't you don't you know? But maybe they know you're a pro basketball player, a basketball player. So, but I'm I was I'm blind, and this is in '78, '79 mm-hmm. before we came to Florida. And I'm looking at the black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking negative because I didn't know Jesus at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and but she taught me a lot about loving, caring, mm-hmm. because I seen it in her. Because she just, I, I tell her she's my angel sent by God mm-hmm. because she taught me a lot. Yeah, I believe that. Amen. And so, what about a time when? You know, you were in a conversation and someone like flat out told you something that you disagreed with. What are 
What are those ways? As we're talking to our church family, the whole goal of this podcast has been to encourage and inspire right. and share. Um, how would you encourage our church family to love those in our community that they don't agree with? Well, I'll, I'll go back to my brother again because um, I can tell that, you know, the Lord rests his soul now, but Satan was really working on him, you know, and and uh, you know he would just say things to me that you know just trying to make me feel that I'm not worthy mm-hmm. of God's love, you know. But I knew that that wasn't him. Mm. You know he was trying to just rattle me, and we had a lot of disagreements, but we still loved each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, but. That was like, uh, what was that question again? Yeah. We're just talking about, you know, our, our main question of the day, how do you love someone you disagree yeah. with? And yeah. like the action, the practical, how do we, you know, treat them in love? And yeah. yeah. I kind of got thrown off there. I got no, no problem. Kinda, but, you know, he was, uh, you know, I love my brother dearly, mm. but he always, uh, he was just sometimes just, he was just, Satan had a grip on him. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, it, it, it his, his life just, God just changed him. Wow. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yep. In our community, I see people from various backgrounds, um, you know, strong beliefs, Midwesterners, everyone in between. It's really interesting to think about who God has put in your life and how you may or may not agree with them, but you are the person he's called to minister to them. And I've been wrestling with this question throughout the year and thinking about how how can I love those around me um, when people have vocal opinions or there are ways that we can respond in love rather than getting, you know, confrontational or frustrated with people's opinions. Um, and I'm just grateful for our church family and the wisdom of leaders like you and, and others that are discipling and mentoring and leading us all along the way. And, so. he, he, and he tells us to make every effort to do all you can to live at peace with everyone. Mm. You know, seek peace and pursue it. And that's what we have to do. Mm. We have to love. We have to. It's a must. It's a command. And you just think if the world would be totally different if we did that one. Yeah. In John thirteen thirty four, Jesus taught... A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then he added, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And that's, that's hard, you know, those around us. Um, I love connecting with people through questions. I think it's been amazing to see um, the Talk Truth listeners and all the the topics we've been able to cover this year. 
I love building connection with our community. I think you guys through basketball team or prison ministry or, you know, choir, your families. Um, I love the way that those, as you get to know people, you can form trust and relationships and, you know, people know you care. I think that's the heart of it too, is getting down and saying, because Jesus loved us first, we all must love one another. And so, you know, as we wrap up this season, I think that does summarize all of our faith in action, all of our questions is, you know, we're gonna love one another, serve together, and may God's kingdom come. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So to our listeners, thank you so much for spending your time with us. This has been an amazing season. We've talked about marriage, singleness, and putting all of our faith into action. If you haven't yet connected with us online, you can find all of our prior episodes and be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to have you join us next season. Thanks for listening and remember to talk truth.